MSW Media. And now, here's the universe letting us know it really doesn't want us to have a promo from Pitbull. I was wondering if you could do me one quick favor, say, hey, this is Pitbull, and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. It's official. What are we drinking? By the way, you dropped out. Done. You dropped out for a second there. So if your, your phone went out. Let's try it one more time. It's that little chico pitbull, Mister Three Hundred Five. But it said Mister Worldwide. Play with it, darling. Yeah. <laughs> I think the universe does not want you to promote my show. Every time you do it, it keeps dropping out. No. But don't, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> one more time, chico. We'll, we'll do one, one more time. Try one more time, chico. One, yeah. one more time. I'll try one more time. Right? Right, here we go. I'm gonna try one more time. That little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and it's official. You are listening to What Are We Drinking with Dan Dunn. You game, play with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, man. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spell. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with and done. This episode of the show, I'm I'm calling the Palm Springs Vodka Apocalypse. And now you might be wondering about that name. And I'm going to tell you, but let me just let, I'm going to let you know that at some point or a little later in the show, I will be telling you about five vodkas that I have tasted and reviewed for you because I care. But now I'm going to tell you what was supposed to happen and why it didn't happen and why I'm upset about it. But in order to get me through this, I have brought onto the show my, my spiritual advisor, if you will, my my, uh, the person who grounds me, he's my de facto therapist. He's my therapist, but I don't actually pay him for the therapy. He, I just subject him to all of my griping and bitching and whining and he gets me through it. I'm your emotional gimp. Just say you're my emotional gimp. Please, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Scott Alexander. Scott, how are you? What's going on, Dan? How you doing? Well, as you can tell by my by the the elevated volume in my voice i am upset about what you happened. sound tense you sound a little tense man well this was supposed to be this show was going to be like vodka palooza or something cool and fun right yeah not not the vodka apocalypse no but now it's vodka apocalypse which Uh-oh. as we know speaks to doom and and despair and and, and yes it sounds like something bad happened in palm springs regarding vodka that's right it did now let me tell everyone out there what was going to happen. I, I went out to Palm Springs to my top secret compound out there and I enlisted the aid of several several of the world's top vodka experts, tasters, who are going to join me in my compound in Palm Springs, obviously social distancing. This is the vodka brain trust. That's right. And we were going to taste through ten. I brought ten vodkas with me that we're going to evaluate and taste and rate and rank. And we're going to break that up into two part episode, which I would then present to you so that you could make informed decisions about purchasing vodka. This sounds like high quality 
uh, alcohol-based content for your podcast, Dan. Oh, it was it was very well planned out. By that I mean I took the equipment, put it in my car, and drove it to Palm Springs. <laughs> Got some friends to drink some vodka in the backyard. Right? Yeah, and no, we're I gonna didn't. we're gonna get hammered on vodka in the backyard. No, so some of you may want to have a drink right now to brace for this story because it's it's chilling, really. Actually, what happened? So I'm in Palm Springs. This is Friday. By the way, I'm realizing already I'm not getting a lot of sympathy here. I mean, I'm in Palm Springs. Yeah, this is really hard for me to hear. I'm here in rainy Brooklyn, and I'm like, poor, poor Dan. This already sounds terrible. He's sitting by the pool with a bottle of vodka. So, I, well, first I went golfing. So it's Friday morning. I oh, go golfing. No. Yes. Oh man. Well, I, you this know, it's worse and worse. Scott, I got to unwind before I do my my broadcast. <laughs> so actually, so this is Friday. We weren't going to do the taping until Saturday. So. I play golf and then I go back to the house and I'm in the backyard Yeah, and it's a, it's a friend of mine owns the home and he lets me use the home. I'm in the backyard. I have a little speaker. It's called a UE mega boom. Oh, I know those. I got one of the, one of the looks like a barrel. Looks like a barrel. Got it in the backyard in the, and I'm back there and I'm listening to some reggae music. Cause Put I want a nice pleasant amount of sound for like two, three, four people. Yeah. Perfect for like an impromptu vodka tasting in your backyard. Next thing you know, there's a knock on the door. Go to the door and there is a representative of the city of Palm Springs. And she said, said they had received a noise complaint. Now, I assure you, you could barely hear anything, right? She said, I said a noise. And I, I actually laughed and I said, what? What do you mean? I got it's just me in the backyard listening to a little bit of music. This is two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. Two o'clock in the afternoon, not not one in the morning, right? And one person yeah. in the backyard. And so I said, "Who? Who complained?" Well, I can't tell you that. I said, "All right, well, uh, I'll turn it down." You know, and she said, "No, no, we we don't issue warnings. I have to give you a ticket." What did you wait? Did you bring the police officer back and say this is the noise i'm making she said she could hear it from the sidewalk and i said there's no way you can hear it she said i can hear slightly i said you can't make out i can't hear what song it is right now at the front door and she said i could hear it wow (laughs) so no palm springs getting serious so i said but here's then this is when i find out a couple of years ago Palm Springs tried to pass a proposition to outlaw Airbnb and short-term rentals. It was called Proposition C, I believe. Okay. And I get it. Like, Palm Springs has a lot of residential areas. Palm Springs hates freedom. I get it. They hate freedom. And and, and there's an older, you know, there's an older people, a group of older people that live there. Right. They don't want their nice little town getting over on the Airbnb. If you want to come stay there, go stay in a hotel is basically sure. what they're thinking. And also that protecting is protecting the people who've built these businesses for 30 years as hotels. Like exactly. There too. Yeah. The, the proposition to outlaw short-term rentals and Airbnb was roundly defeated. About 70% voted against it. Right. Cause all the homeowners there want to Airbnb their houses. Exactly. So yeah. undaunted what they did instead it's very similar to what they do. Like, so abortion is, is legal in this country, but a lot of states make it virtually impossible to, to, to get it. So that's what, so what they did instead is they started passing laws to make it 
very uh, undesirable. Inconvenient. Uh, inconvenient would be the nice way to make it really shitty for renters. Okay. So right. what I found out is there is a law against amplified music, not a decibel level, any music. So if I held up my iPhone, wow, but it only applies to it. There's a different application of the law. If you own the home, you can listen to music in the backyard. If I'm renting, okay, at this point, wait, can I just stop it for one second? At this point, do you remember at the end of Lenny Bruce's life when he would go into these comedy clubs and he basically just have all of his court documents and like read them to the crowd. And he started like, you know, people started being like, wow, Lenny, the lawyer, what's going on? Like, did you, you, you read this deeply into the city statutes? Well, I did after it happened. So, so no amplified music. The, the complaint can be anonymous. They don't have to. How do you feel about itinerant vodka tastings? <laughs> exactly. Well, they, oh, but by the way, this was the other thing. So there's also a rule about the number of cars that you can have parked at your house. So there were, there were five people in total there at the house and four, four of us drove. So there's four cars, two of which are in the driveway and two of which are parked in front of the house on the curb. There's not another car on the whole block. I mean, this is a quiet. So she said, well, there's four cars here and that's illegal. I can also write you up for that. And I said, well, I don't know whose car that is. And I said, more importantly, I go, you can't park on the street in Palm Springs. She said, no, you can, but you can't have more than four cars in front of one house. I said, why? Because it can't appear that there's a party going on, but there isn't a party going on. You can take a look. There's no party going on right <laughs> but it can't look it can't like look like a party, party going but on then here. she said you have to move one of the cars to where she said anywhere else on the block so wait i can i if i move the car from in front of the house that i'm in in front of someone else's house that has nothing to that's okay you should have you should have parked in front of the like the two people take the two cars in the driveway and the two other cars park two in front of the people next door and two in front of the other side. Cause you know, it was one of them. Then they look like they're having a party. Boom. Busted. I, I, I get so frustrated. I said, you know, I fine. I, I, okay. No warning. I go, there's no warning. No, we don't do warnings. So you just show up. That is the most bizarre part. It's like, there's rules here. We don't understand. And like, we don't do warnings. I said, who called? Because my friend who owns the place is a cop and he's friends with everybody. And he's always told me like he's friends. I said, who called? She said, I can't tell you. I can't tell you because it's Jeffrey Epstein. So she said that if they can hear anything from the street. So if you just hear, if you heard that on the street, that's enough to call. And she said, oftentimes it's people walking their dogs. They'll see, you know, and they see the car. So they'll just call. And I go, well, who the fuck are these fucking people? First of all, you know, (laughs) I said, all right, fine. Give me the ticket. How much is it? Ready? I'm ready. $500. $500. No. $500. That's not possible. And no, no, gets better. Not only do I get the $500 ticket, the landlord, the guy who owns the house gets a $500 ticket. Two tickets? $1,000. For playing a UE boom in the backyard? At two in the afternoon on a Friday by myself. And I said, this is insane. I go, am I, 
Have I died and gone to Footloose? Am I wow. in Footloose right now? Yeah, you were in Footloose for a minute. And then she's trying to act like she's doing me a favor by not writing me a ticket for the cars. Well, that's nice you ran into one of the nice police. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm trying to appeal to her, right, you know, to any sort of sense of humanity. I'm going, first of all, you know we're in the middle of a pandemic, right? I go, I, I live in Los Angeles. I, I came out here just to get away for a few days. Everybody's having a rough time. I'm sorry, whatever weird... All you have to do is say, just, can you turn it down? And turn I will the music off. turn it down. Right. And I, so I go, this is purely money. Like, and I, and I said, who's to stop you from just going around and how do I know anybody called? And she said, so later what I find out is my, my friend who owns the place, I won't say his name. He is a, he is a sheriff. He did some investigating. So the thing that really chapped his ass is he's the one who found out that it can be anonymous. So in other words, if I know Scott, that you are going to Palm Springs and I don't like you, I could call from New York and say, there's a party going on there. And cause he said, I almost said his name. He said to the officer he spoke to, this is a recipe for someone that doesn't like you to just completely fuck with you. Hold on though. I've been to Palm Springs. And when I was there, I I took it for the kind of town that liked to party. Like I I was there. It was like, yeah, but not, not, not once you get in the crosshairs of somebody who's after you. So not at two in the afternoon on a Friday, Mm-mm. two things. He, we did ascertain that it was none of his neighbors that called. Okay. They did say they got it. Cause what we were thinking happened was she was driving around the officer and she saw the four cars and, um, and pulled over with the intent out. on issuing a ticket. And then lo and behold, could hear the faint strains of strains of music coming and thought, Oh, this is my lucky day. I get to write two tickets. You know, she was like Bob Marley. I just hate that Bob Marley. My cop friend spoke to a dispatcher said they did indeed receive a call. They don't, they can't tell you where it came from, whether it was somebody just walking by or whatever, but here's the other, this is really ominous. Uh, or insidious, I guess you would be better. They have a three strikes rule in Palm Springs for the landlord. So he was not even there. He lives 1500 miles away. So this is strike number one. If he gets, if he gets two more. So if a neighbor just decided, and this is primarily a rental property. So if a neighbor decides I'm done with him having a rental property, anytime they hear any noise, they can call amplified music. Amplified music. Check this out. If he gets two more strikes, he cannot rent his property for two years. Wow. Which would be. Well, you know what this means? What you need to do is go out there with uh, a steel drum orchestra. <laughs> it's not amplified. You just go out there, have a little concert in the backyard. You know? What's wrong, officer? We are not using amplified music. No, no, not These at all. These instruments are not plugged in whatsoever. So then. That put me in such a foul mood for the rest Not of the weekend. You. Wait, wait. But I Dan, know. you are so carefree and easygoing and things just slide right off your back. I know. Usually, right? So I was in such a foul mood that I couldn't do Vodka Palooza. No. And, and hence Vodka Palooza became Vodka Apocalypse. So you just, so instead of happy drinking vodka, you angry drank vodka? No, I came home. Drink? Yes, I came home from Palm Springs. I refused to even give them the fucking publicity of drinking my vodka there. So I came home yesterday and I drank, I, I, I cut it in half down to five vodkas and I dr- drank them myself and I determined <laughs> I the them all myself. myself. <laughs> I'll show I'll you. Show them. I'll show you, Palm Springs. I'll ruin this show for my listeners. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's what happened, man. And and I I, but it it was such a really it was such a weird feeling to know that like you're you're at the mercy of like forces. So there are no warnings. They will not tell you who called. So it's like I I said to her. So what's to stop you from just driving by here? Because I you know they always have quotas. Her she's actually right. in the division. She's not even a real cop. Her division is rentals. You know, she just handles noise oh, complaints. She's a she's a police officer who's specifically tasked with busting renters in Palm Springs. With noise. With noise that's violations. A job? That's her job. And so you gotta figure She's I'm, literally the noise police. That's her job. And so you gotta figure she's got a quota, right? She's gotta write a certain number of tickets. Right. So I said, so under these under these really fucked up guidelines, you could just drive around random houses and go, Oh, I heard a noise. And, and, oh, and this is what she told my friend when he called, he actually spoke to her. The guy who owned the house got the officer on the phone who issued the ticket. And here's what she said, how she can prove, cause I was going to fight it. And she said, you can fight the ticket. You had to pay it first, obviously, and then fight it. And she said, he won't win. Nobody ever wins. And the reason I, I won't win is she shazammed it from the street. What? She said she held up her phone and she shazams it, the music, <laughs> and takes a screenshot. And I said, bullshit. Because this, I forgot to tell you this, another experiment we did. After she left, I went in the back. After she was gone, I knew yeah. she was gone. No joke. And I put Slayer on as loud as I could on the UE Mega Boom. And we walked out to the street. And you could barely hear any. And this was at top volume, Slayer. Wow. There is zero chance that she, she's. So I said to him, I go, did you ask her what song it was when she Suzanne? And he said, I did. And she said, I can't tell you. He said, you can't tell me what song it is on the Shazam. I said, she's full of shit. So she, yeah. so they probably, That's she probably, she probably put sh- fucking something on her car. Shazam it, took a screenshot, went like this. I go, I'd love to know. I go, because maybe there is a way to fight this. I'm one. I, this is where my brain went. This is how crazy I got over. I was like, maybe I could get a log from Spotify of what yeah. I was listening to that day. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. If you took it to court, you would need them to show you the Shazam and then you'd have the list. But I, I th- more importantly, I think like what this tells me is, you know, you've, wonder we've talked about like what is the next chapter of dan dunn's life and i think i know now it's moving to palm springs and becoming the mayor running for mayor of palm springs on the noise platform on the on the noise is just fine i'm gonna it it was so weird though scott because you know i'm i'm looking at her and i'm i'm trying you know obviously we're all living through very difficult times and i was really trying to make an appeal to her and i said I'm, yeah. I'm not a rich, you try to, you try to connect yeah, I'm person. not a rich person. I don't have a thousand dollars cause I have to pay his fine too. I'm not, I'm not, right. he's not paying it. I go, I don't, yeah. I go, how am I being charged a thousand dollars for listening to Bob Marley by myself at two in the afternoon right. at normal at, at volume. volume? I said, do you think I had that speaker next to my ear and blowing my eardrums out? So I go, I go, no, I was just chilling. I go, this is crazy. Can you at least just, I'll turn the music off. We're living in a pandemic right now. You can't cut me a break. And you she said, music. and she said, no. And she goes, I am, this is what she said. I am cutting you a break by not giving you a ticket for the cars. Right. I said, well, I don't know whose car that is. And she's like, well, then we would have to bring an officer out here and we would run the plates. And but I'm like, this is fucking nuts. It's two in the afternoon on Friday. 
What what do you like it? What do you like at Saturday at two a.m.? Do you, listen, do you just fucking shoot to kill? Do they shoot to kill at two a.m.? What's the rule in Palm Springs if you're making noise at two a.m.? You're fucking assassinated on sight. You know, like uh, the uh, the noise cops, they're asleep at two a.m. You're, you're safe. You're safe at two a.m. <laughs> totally fine. In the the, um, what I want to know though is what happened with you had all this vodka on hand, you had all these people on hand, and then did you? Let me guess. You fulminated. Yeah. You just you just stewed in your own anger so much. You were like, I can't even drink vodka with you. Well, no, we drank the vodka. We didn't drink all okay. of it. I, 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 in fact, I said, make sure you save some because I'm gonna. But I couldn't bring myself to do a proper evaluation. Don't drink all my vodka. They'd thrown me off my game so much. And again, as we as we established early on in the, in, the, in the beginning of the episode here, Scott, I prepared. I was ready. I had a whole platform for. Maybe, perhaps, the most beautiful, the best, the greatest evaluation of vodka ever the most committed. most tremendous vodka evaluation. The be- I had the best people, the best a vodka. A lot of people are saying it's an incredible vodka tasting. And it never happened, but, but a lot of people are saying it should have. Because Palm Springs. Because of too many regulations, too many regulations and rules, right? That's right. We have to deregulate Palm Springs. Next thing you know, you, you know, do I have to wear a mask when I'm doing the vodka? Can I have to drink it through a mask? <laughs> anyway, I just I, I had to bring you on and I appreciate as always you you talking me down, but I needed the listeners to understand what they're missing out on. So I'm encouraging everybody out there listening to write a letter to the city of Palm Springs. Right, a strongly worded letter. Saying thank you for fucking up vodka palooza. And making it turn into vodka apocalypse. Thank you for turning vodka palooza into the vodka apocalypse. Vodka, the Palm Springs vodka apocalypse. You know, right. just I mean, you you know, you don't think, you never think when you're going out and you're like, all I all I want to do is play some golf, get some sun, listen right. to some Bob Marley, chill with my friends, have some vodka, evaluate the vodka, and make a podcast about the vodka. But no, no, Palm Springs had other ideas. Palm Springs said, we will strip you of your fucking constitutional right to do all those things. To listen to Bob Marley and drink vodka. Three little birds, my ass. (laughs) Don't worry about a thing. No, Bob Marley, I am fucking worried. Worry about many things, including the police. Don't don't worry about a thing, except for that fucking noise cop knocking at the door. For a thousand dollar ticket for playing, you know, moderate, uh, mid-tempo reggae. I'm, I was wondering if she would have written me the, the ticket for the car, which would have been 500 for me and 500 for the landlord. I might have strangled her. 2000 bucks, like out of the blue, where you're just like, you're like, huh, you <laughs> work really hard. Need a break. I'm going to sit in the backyard. Like, oh, by the way, uh, I need a thousand bucks from you. Like what? what? <laughs> and, and again, man, this is my friend's house. I'm I'm really I mean this like I could not afford to go there and stay in this house if my friend didn't own it. If I were just right. renting a house on my own, I wouldn't be there. Like I I didn't have the money. So I'm like, "Oh, it, this is cool. I'm I'm getting cut a break and I can afford to go out for a few hundred dollars and 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 Imagine that, if you had already paid $1,000 to stay there and then they were like, "Oh, it's going to be another $1,000 actually." Oh, man. Oh, boy. You know what? Maybe what I should have done is immediately after that happened, done the vodka tasting right then. You should just come out on the porch and, and let the cop be part of it. 
can I podcast? Can I? Maybe I wasn't allowed to podcast. They have a rule against that. That's pr- it probably what if they knew you were doing it. <laughs> Sorry, sir. We issued uh, that statute twenty one C D F. No podcasting. No podcasting. Well, you can podcast, but it can only be about certain topics, and drinking is not one of them. Because then you're because if you're if you're podcasting about drinking, people might get the wrong idea and think you're having fun. And we don't want right. anybody. That was that was my favorite part was when she said the cars being there give the impression that a party is going on. And I'm like, well, there is. Yeah, there's, there's no party. going. On. We can't have it look like a, you can have a party. Just can't look like a party. Yeah. Does the impression on my does the look on my face give the impression that I want to murder you? Because I do. <laughs> I do. Does that mean I'm getting charged with murder? Because I look like I want to, because right. I feel like I want to kill you, and I look like I want to kill you. Well, it's not, it's not thought, it's not quite thought crime, it's appearance crime. Appearance crime. She goes in, because right. it gives the appearance there's a party. Well, you're standing here right now, motherfucker. Is there a fucking party going on? Yes or no? So how can you write me a ticket? Anyway, I've, I've whined and bitched enough. Scott, you as always, as my spiritual advisor have made me feel better. I'm here for you, Dan. When, when, when little tiny things mess with your total satisfaction, that's when you call me. <laughs> that's who are you going to call? Scott Alexander. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Anyway, right. I'm glad I could, I'm glad I could help you through this troubling time. These unprecedented times. You are, you are the best man. And, and if anybody wants to look up Scott for his services, they're free. Google, <laughs> Google Scott Alexander spiritual advisor and call him at 1-800-GO-FUCK-YOURSELF. Thanks for joining. We're going to take a quick break and as threatened, we'll come back with the vodkas for Vodka Apocalypse Palm Springs or the Palm Springs Vodka Apocalypse. We'll be right back. Folks, I've never admitted this on the show before, but I'm a guy. Yeah, it's true. And as a guy, I'm here to tell you that so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. That's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time. Thankfully, now there's Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. Treatments start at just $10 per month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. That's right, free. Go to keeps.com slash drinking to receive your first month of treatment for free. Take care of your hair and your hair will take care of you. If Gabriel Cash were a drinker, yeah. what would he drink? Beer. Beer. And could he drink tango under the table? That's a good question. Um, You're bigger the, than tango. In the script, in the script y- you know what the answer to that is? Yeah. In the script, yes, because that's the way they were set up. Because, because Ray, Ta- Ray Tango was a little bit of, a, of an anal guy. <laughs> and, and, in fact, the- and in fact, the truth is between me and Sly, there's no question because I'm a wino and he's in shape. Yeah. Clink. Kerr Russell. Love talking to that guy. All right. We're back for Palm Springs Vodka Apocalypse. You know, the small batch designation came into play in the booze biz about, I don't know, three decades ago when uh, Jim Beam began using it to market their premium whiskeys like Booker's. And then over time, the term became synonymous with high quality. And now it's applied to a number of other spirits, all spirits categories as well, including the clear stuff. So in the 20 years since Tito's uh, won the 
double gold medal at San Francisco World Spirits Competition, the number of artisanal vodkas has proliferated beyond anyone's expectations. And with so many brands to choose from, you may be feeling a bit rudderless, wondering which one's just right for those Moscow mules and gimlets you love. Don't worry, friend. I've got you covered. So here are five small vodkas that I tried when I got back from Palm Springs. Took some notes, and I highly recommend all of these. I'm not going to give you stars. We're not giving five stars or 90. I don't do that bullshit. If I'm telling you about it, that means I recommend it, and I recommend it highly. The first one we're going to go to is a vodka I find really interesting called Castra Ilion, and I hope I'm not screwing the name up. Uh, it's a new one. It was launched in January 2020, but it's at least new to the States. It's a family-owned vodka from Nafpatkos, Greece, and it is de- it's distilled from olives, hand-picked olives that are then blended with grains and spring water from, from this crystalline rock, and it produces this really, really smooth soulful vodka. This vodka's got soul. And Kastra means castle in Greek. Elion means olives. It's named after an ancient castle that stands guard over the the hills and olive groves of Nafpatkos, where they make this stuff. And it's just, God, it's a very full-bodied, it's got subtle notes of, of, of ripe olives, and then there's some peppery undertones there, and it's got this really soft almost buttery finish to it, but there's also some brininess. And I think it would be great in a Gibson because of that brininess. Oh, but you could do this neat or over the rocks or just chill it in a, in a, in a perfect martini, but really interesting. Castra Elion, it's $55 a bottle. So it's not cheap. You can get it through reserve bar. Go on there, check it out, go to their website. It's K A S T R A. And then E L I O N Castra Elion. Really love that vodka. I'm happy that it came into my life. Uh, Next vodka up is uh, Reika, R-E-Y-K-A. It's about $30 a bottle. Reika comes from Iceland. So does Bjork. I dig Bjork. So, of course, figured I better try Reika. And it is a great vodka. Not quite as transcendent and experience as, say, the Sugar Cube's Life's Too Good, but a damn sight better than Bjork's last solo album. But seriously, this is a marvel. I mean, really. And it, it's it's one of the best tasting vodkas in the world. It's made at a state-of-the-art facility powered by volcanic activity. Produces zero, zero emissions. It's as though you're saving the planet with every sip. It sources its water from an Arctic spring that cuts through a 4,000-year-old lava field. The spirit flows to a rare Carter head steel. That's the same kind they use to make Hendrix gin. It is a very famous and rare still. And it's filtered through ancient lava rocks, and that sort of imbues it with this uncommonly smooth mineral quality. The mineral content in this vodka is high, okay? And you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to find a pure, more balanced vodka on the market. There just aren't any discordant notes here. Everything's in harmony from sip to swallow with Reka. And that kind of clarity is most mixable. It's a key attribute of any vodka in this cocktail crazy world we live in you got to be able to make cocktails with the vodka so yeah it acquits itself admirably in a martini but reka is a also a stellar sipping vodka which you could even use to ease into a meal last night for instance when i was sipping this i i had a little melon and i had some deviled egg and then i had some salmon 
And I think the vodka set that all up perfectly. Just letting you know. Reka, check it out. Next up, in Vodka Apocalypse, this is one called Lift Vodka. And I don't know, you probably haven't heard of this one. Lift is a very small, uh, very small batch vodka made in Aspen, Colorado. My old hometown of Aspen, Colorado. It's a corn-based vodka. Well, at least they source the water from Aspen, Colorado. It's corn-based vodka. And again, the water comes from there. So you know you're, it's got a very elegant, rich flavor. Get it? Rich. It's Aspen. Aspen water. Rich. People are rich there. But really, it's, it's, it's clean and crisp. It, it smells refreshing. It's like a forest after a thunder shower, you know? And on the palate, you're getting spiciness commingling with mint and vanilla. It's got a long, clean finish. What's really cool about this, too, is that uh, the guys uh, the guys and gals that make it, the water quality really matters to them, and, and they donate a percentage of every bottle to nonprofit organizations that use every penny to help bring clean and safe drinking water to people around the world. That's what Lift Vodka does. So again, you're drinking, you're getting a buzz on, and you're also doing something good for the world, and it's only $26 a bottle. Good news. Bad news is it's only available in Colorado right now, as far as I know, but there are plans to roll this thing out. And you know what? Ski season's almost here. There's a good excuse to go take a trip to Colorado so you can get your ski on and then you can get your drink on afterwards with Lift Vodka. And that's L-I-F-T. Lift. Lift you up. It lifts you up. Next up, we got Beluga. Beluga, like the caviar. Beluga Noble Russian Vodka, launched in 2002. It's produced at the Marinsk Distillery, which has been around since 1900 in Siberia. And it is one of the most environmentally clean and tranquil areas of Russia. And what they're famous for is their Siberian artesian wells, which is where they get the water to make this vodka. Beluga Noble Russian Vodka. It smells of fresh baked bread. There's some orange peel and black pepper in the mix on the nose. When you drink it, it's got this volutinous mouthfeel and notes of fennel that give way to anise. And there's lemon and licorice flavor play it well. And it's just got a little heat coming up on the rear there. It's a, it's a really great vodka. It's got, it's got character. It's not too smooth. And I like that. It's it. There's stuff going on in this, and that's that's common to Russian vodka. They're not, they don't try to over distill it so it tastes like air. They they want to have some stuff in there, some spice and some, you know, let you know that you're drinking. Okay, and that's Beluga Noble, thirty dollars a bottle. Check it out. You can find it everywhere online. And my final vodka for vodka vodka apocalypse. I'm having a hard time speaking right now is Glass Vodka. Glass Vodka, which of course is named after Jan Brady's boyfriend, George Glass. He was an imaginary boyfriend. Come on. No, I don't know. I don't know why they named it that, but a 2012 guy named Ian McNeil launched Glass Distillery to introduce this flagship spirit, Glass Vodka. And his goal was creative vodka. It was pure, smooth, and artfully crafted. And he hit that goal. He nailed it. They make this out of grapes. Uh, it's distilled from Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay grapes from the Pacific Northwest, which is where they're at. They're based in Seattle. 
on the nose, this thing is floral. The mouth feels delicate. It's impeccably smooth and balanced. Got a touch of citrus zest and a trace of pepper in it. The bottle is really cool. Google it. Look it up. Glass vodka. Looks great on your home bar. Very impressive looking. The best place to purchase glass vodka is at their website, glassvodka.com. I wonder where they came up with that name. Yeah. Uh. That's going to do it, my friends. For the Palm Springs Vodpocalypse, I hope you all had a lot of fun listening to me complain in the beginning. But then at least I I did introduce you to five new vodkas, right? I encourage you to follow me at The Imbiber on Twitter and Instagram and to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast because we need all the help we can get. There's 75 million podcasts out there I'm competing with. You want to slow it down a little bit? this i am mixing today yeah okay i'll stop now